WPTF Radio, Raleigh, North Carolina. And I'm Reese Edwards. Hello, everybody. Atlantic Coast Conference Tournament Basketball is on the air. This is Wally Osley. This is Bill Jackson speaking. Hello, everybody. Welcome now to Sportsline. Gary Dornberg with you. I'm Tony Rixby, WPTF News. Hello, this is Charles Carroll, CBS News, WPTF in Raleigh. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Carolina Newsmakers. I'm Don Curtis. Hello, friends. This is Bill Friday. WPTF in Raleigh. I'm Rufus Adbiston on the Weekend Gardener. Now, here is your moderator, Tom Campbell. Thanks for watching this week's NC Spin. Now, here is Kay Kaiser. Hi, yo. Well, that's good. This is Aunt Devine. This is Robert St. John in the NBC Newsroom in New York. The Monitor Edition of News of the World. Debnam views the news. And now, here is Mr. Debnam. Good afternoon, everyone. Chris Cooley, Sam Beard, and Jim Reed, and Carl Gert. Thank you, Sam, and greetings to all of our listeners. This is Harry Presley, WPTF in Raleigh, North Carolina. Wayne Edda is standing by now with a check of the latest news. WPTF News presents Regional Report, a digest of late happenings throughout the area. This is Bill Ellis. This is Jimmy Capps. For the nocturne, we send as our best this is Bill Hope. This is Warren Barfield with Kingdom Scott at the organ and a program of familiar carols. Good morning, this is Phil Franklin. And this is J.C. Knowles with the North Carolina Collection on WPTF. I'm Mike Blackman, WPTF News. This is Robert Hager, WPTF News. This is Bob Farrington. Good morning, everybody. Charlie Gaddy here with Ask Your Neighbor. Mario Dale here. Fess Parker, our guest this morning here at News Talk 680. Well, Jack Boston, that was a great introduction. Hey, everyone, great to have you with us. This is North Carolina's Morning News. I'm Brian Freeman on WPTF. Hello, I'm your friend Bart Rittner. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Bob Butler Show. And this is Ned Champion reporting. And here is Carl Venters. WPTF is the voice that shares with its neighbors what it's like to be living the life of Raw. This is Charles Osgood wishing Mike Raley and Ann Clapp congratulations on the anniversary of WPTF's Weekend Gardener Program. This is Donna Mason on 680 WPTF. And I'm Dick Stork in the WPTF Record Vault. Good morning to you. Johnny Hood on the Southern Farm Network. Well, howdy, everybody. I'm Hap Hanson. I'm Marlon Bowling reporting. I'm Ann Clapp. And this is a Tar Heel Gardener saying, keep them growing. Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Some of the great voices, great people who were great legendary broadcasters who have uh, worked here over the last almost 100 years. Yeah, we're getting getting close to 100. Uh, we're at, what, uh, 97, uh, 96 years now. And, uh, yeah, 90, 97 years, I guess, this year. Uh, 919-860-9783. You're listening to The Weekend Gardener. 36 years we've been on the air. Before that, it was the Tar Heel Gardener, and uh, John Harris did that show for 40 years, Professor Emeritus at uh, NC State University. And horticulture, definitely a great man. And so we've uh, continued carrying on. Thanks to people like Irv Evans and Ann Clapp and uh, 
Rufus Edmiston, Phil Campbell, and uh, the list goes on. Uh, Nelson Cox, Pam Beck, Cam, Pam will be on next week. And uh, newcomers like uh, Colby Griffin, who was nice enough to spend some time with us this morning. Has it gone pretty quickly, Colby? Oh, I've enjoyed every minute. Oh, thank you. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I, I thank your wife and children for for uh, for me taking you away for a little while. But uh, we're so uh, honored to have you. Glad to be here. And Miss Andrea Lane, who is. Uh, with the Durham County Cooperative Extension Service, lives now out in the mountains of North Carolina, but uh, she's our our uh, mountain correspondent. And what a great location between yeah. between Asheville and Boone, living yeah. there. Wow, That's on a great. mountainside. I'm, uh, I'm researching what grows well on a slope that feeds honeybees. <laughs> That's my focus. Wow, of gardening right now. Phil, any thoughts on that? What what well, grows? I've got um. I don't know exactly what to tell you there, but I know that the lady and her husband that do the honey that uh, some of the honey that we sell, um, Queen uh-huh. Queen Mary and her husband Danny James, they have a place in Lenore uh, that, and so that's not that far away from you. Okay, right. it's just kind of up the, the mountain. You're up the mountain, right? Yeah. And so mm-hmm. um, I would talk with them. Um, we they have invited us to go up there, so I can't wait to go see their place. And they're um, they buy lots of well, they get the mountain mint and things like that. And of course, that's invasive, mm-hmm. but they use that, and then they use a lot of our um, a lot of our Asclepius plants. We have about fifteen varieties this year. So Asclepius, what's another name? <clears throat> butterfly, yeah, butterfly oh, weed. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, just yeah. plain old butterfly weed. Any, I mean, there's just so many varieties of it. Um, there's yeah. a lot of them that are perennial and then some that are more, um, just annual types, but they all do very well. And, uh, and then of course, um, you know, that all of that would be great to, to have. I mean, those are butterflies, but, uh, bees as well for, for pollination. Right. So do you have bees? Like the Catoni asters, well, they, I know bumblebees like those. I'm not sure about honeybees, but that'd be good for a slope. I don't know. I thought we we said cotton Easter in Eaton in Ash County. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's kind of like peonies or peonies. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. Yeah, yeah. It does only have one T, though. You know, so yeah. So well, we may be right. <laughs> and do you already have the bees? Or do you have the boxes? Do you have? We're actually going to pick them up in Boone this week. Mm-hmm. All right. Colby, you got a lot of beekeepers in Franklin County. Beekeeper, there, there, uh, there is a beekeeping group in Franklin County, and I, um, when I was in Edgecombe, I helped uh, uh, organize the Coastal Plain Beekeeping Group. So there's a lot of beekeepers in this area. That's uh, it's quite a job, and you've you've got to keep those bees happy, or they'll leave, yeah. right? Yeah, that's true. Well, they they if they're too crowded, they leave. Is what I understand you might think about some sourwood so productive that it gets so crowded Andre, you might think about some sourwood trees that's what i was just getting ready to ask you what is it about sourwood they they're on the east side or the west side of the mountains Mm. i think there's there's you can only get sourwood honey or the bees only have the honey from it's anyway there's there's a, a really unique Location for sourwood trees in the mountains. Yeah, yeah. Didn't know that. We had a lot of sourwood in Durham in our Durham yard. Right, uh, right. Wood. We have them around the nursery, like in the edges of mm-hmm. the woods too. How about that? Yeah. yeah. 
I love that honey too. Yeah, that's. that's uh, I think that's what a lot of people think of as a sourwood mm-hmm. honey, but uh, I don't know yeah. if I just bought a sweet pepper bush for the slope. Hmm. Um, Clethra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's good for bees. Has a very high rating for for bees for pollen and and nectar, and it also um, uh, likes. It doesn't mind wet feet, should we say. Right. So, um, so that's going to be good because, you know, it rains just as much here as it seems. certainly does, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Colby, what are some other good plants for uh, attracting bees and, and making sure if you have hives uh, around that, that the bees like, can feed oh, off yeah, of? Well, um, the hollies right now are in full bloom, most of them. I mean, if you've got a holly shrub or a tree, you, you'll hear, you'll think it's come alive with the buzzing of, not only honeybees, but bumblebees, carpenter mm-hmm. bees as well. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So a good good holly tree, holly bush, uh, the all kinds of varieties. Uh, and then, of course, um, I always recommend folks, if you've got an area, plant some buckwheat. Um, uh, you know, buckwheat. as soon as you seed it, it'll be up and blooming within four weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. And that's an excellent, I mean, not just for honeybees, but other native pollinators um, as well. Okay. Nice. Good to know. Didn't know that. Are there are there resources, uh, the Extension Service resources for uh, beekeeping, Colby? Uh, yes. Um, we do have some beekeeping information online, but um, if you go to the North Carolina State Beekeepers Association website, they have a plethora of information up there that you can um, access. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a good idea. Uh, 919-860-9783. James is in Raleigh. James, good morning. You're on WPTF. Hey, good morning. I enjoy your show. Thank you, James. How can we help you today, my friend? Yeah, I got two questions. I uh, I was wondering if y'all knew where to find those yellow Carolina gold tomatoes. Well, there are, there are a lot of different varieties now. Some gold is... Is that the most famous? You're talking about a little teeny? Is it the small tomato or a big one? No, the regular-sized tomato. A regular size, okay. They have them at the farmer's market, but they um, they don't sell the plant. They just uh, they grow them, and you can buy them out there like in a couple months from now. Phil, have you got any gold I'm ones? Trying, yeah, I'm trying to think which ones I've got. I Ruth, do. has you ever grown any gold tomatoes think, that weren't that were regular size? Yes, I have. Yeah, and, and we it's usually a, it's a very try. tasty tomato. Oh. Yeah. And, and easy to grow. Yeah, it usually has a little bit less acid. We uh, let me uh, let me check right quick and see if I have those. Okay? Colby, uh, Colby, you familiar with any of the that size on there? There are a lot not, of different varieties. Not, not that, not that um, variety. I was just looking online here. So it, th- there is a, a large uh, yellow or orange variety called Carolina Gold. But um, mm-hmm. when folks think of you know, when folks mention the yellow tomatoes, I always think of the one you mentioned. Um, yeah, sun, sun gold. gold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What kind of gold? The sun gold? Well, that's a small one. Yeah. It's a small. It's a cherry, oh, okay. cherry type tomato. They're very sweet. Carolina gold is is what Colby mentioned, and that that may be um, Phil's going to do a little research. What's your other question, James? Uh, y'all last week you had somebody say about some some kind of dwarf azaleas that were red. Do you know, or you remember anything about that? I, we were talking about encore azaleas, I think, but I'm not I'm not sure about. I, I might have mentioned NC State Red, which is a dark, dark 
Uh, it's so red that it's even red. Is that a? I think, what? I think the name is actually Wolfpack Red. I mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it, Wolfpack Red. And I don't. It, is that a, a, a? I mean, is that a variety of of Encore Isaiah or or is it? So what other type of azalea? It's blooming now. I don't recall whether it's Encore or not. So Wolfpack Red is not. Some of the Encores that they're coming out with now are smaller. Yeah, you've. I've gotten one. I've got yes. a couple from you, yes. Phil, last year, as a matter of fact, that yes. are bright red. They're they're blooming right now. They are a well, type of Encore. And now might be the time to tell you this. The azalea, the the uh, gardeners of Wake County have extended their azalea sale, as far as I know. If they don't sell out today, they're going to be there Monday and Tuesday at the nursery to continue to sell their azaleas. And they have a large variety of encores now. now you, you or they were, did this morning. You were telling me off the air, y'all are out of a lot of stuff. Yes, yes, uh, we are. The, I mean, People are really buying. People are, well, people are running out of um, fern baskets, well, hanging baskets, period, but fern baskets, geraniums, um, everything. Yeah. But, uh, yes, the azaleas, the gardeners of Wake County had plenty of azaleas this morning when I left the nursery. So you might want to check at, with at them. Camel Road, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, if you'll go over well, to one, the— One other quick question. I, uh, I have a raised bed thing, and I probably did something bonehead. Uh, I'm not a very good gardener. I'm trying to be, but That's I right. put some uh, strawberries in there close to where my tomatoes are, and I realized, I talked to some people that strawberries spread like crazy, and uh, I don't want them to grow all into my tomatoes. Hmm. Yeah, they do have runners on them. I wouldn't say yeah. they spread like, I mean, they're no. not, I wouldn't label they're them not invasive. They're, yeah. They might You'll not. be able to pick those runners off before they get to where you don't want them. Yeah. Okay. James, that about cover everything? Uh, uh, well, do you have the yellow tomatoes? Oh, I'm, the yellow I'm tomato. still checking on that. Still, I think you're going to have to just keep listening. Yeah. <laughs> Let me check. <laughs> well, um, we'll we'll just have to have to uh, check on that for you, James, because I don't we don't have an answer right now, but we'll we'll keep looking. Okay, I really appreciate the info, and God bless you. Thank you. Thank God you. bless you, my friend. All right, More of the Weekend Gardener coming up here on WPTF. It's 1021. You're listening to the longest-running gardening show on the radio. It's the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Is that what they're calling this? A garden show? Yeah. Crazy, crazy people show. Uh, 919-860-9783. All the pollen we've been seeing is a good reminder that now is the time to take your vehicle to King's Auto Service for a spring checkup. Items that need to be checked include wiper blades, which have taken abuse from the winter weather and all the... The wet. They've been used a lot this this spring and late winter. And the cabin air filter, by golly, which keeps the pollen out of the inside of your car <laughs> during your spring checkup, make sure that your AC is working well too. Very complicated system. Needs to be checked. Needs to be run year round, basically, to keep it uh, lubricated properly. 
For those of you currently driving a hybrid vehicle, they have certified hybrid technicians at King's Auto Service, and they can refurbish your high-voltage battery pack for less than the dealer will charge to replace it. And this usually occurs around 150,000 miles. Call King's today to schedule a courtesy battery analysis. King's Auto Service and King's Correct Lube. Easy to find at 1039 Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh and at kingautomotive.net. King's Automotive Service, Raleigh's most reliable auto care since 1946. So go to Frank Timberlake's with us. Morning there, Frank. Good morning. Oh, my goodness, the Frank. Hello? Are you you in uh, Wake County this morning or are you on the coast? I'm in Wake County, but I'm thinking about Car Lake. I'm thinking about Car Lake. Not Moorhead City? Wow. Not Moorhead City, no. No, it's, it's, it's kind of Car Lake time, you know? Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, first off, happy anniversary. Yeah. And here here you go. Listen to this. Agronomics colored with character by characters. A priceless broadcasting presentation that can be horticultural, historical, or hysterical. <laughs> An oral masterpiece. All of these quips and quotes apply to the weekend gardener on WPTF. Take that, Ogden Nash. Oh, wow. Ah, Frank. Very good. My goodness. Frank. I bet y'all forgot that I could write. You certainly <laughs> certainly can. You've written a few commercials over the year. Would you send that to me, please? Um, yeah, I think I, I just I think I put it up on your Facebook page. Uh, oh, okay. But I tell you what, I'll, I'll send it. Yeah, p- please do. I'll have to check check the Facebook page. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <clears throat> so anyway, thank you. Wow. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, up at uh, Car Lake, I, we stayed on the East Bank. Normally, we stay on the West Bank, but that's uh, Bullocksville, County Line Parks, Kimball Point, and uh, went to Buchanan Store. Oh wow! <laughs> we used to camp at County Line. You, uh, and you remember uh, uh, Buchanan's store? I sure do. And I told that lady in there, I said, "Look, I'm not supposed to have a chocolate milkshake, but if I'm gonna have one, I want a chocolatey, chocolatey, chocolatey milkshake." <laughs> and she made one while I observed the sign in the fishing department <laughs> said. Uh, it, it's tough to catch a fish. If it was easy, they wouldn't call it fishing. They'd call it catching. Anyway, on my list of things today, at Buchanan's store, you know, you can still teach an old dog new tricks. Yeah. Um, I, I, bought, I bought a mosquito plant. A mosquito and, plant? And the lady said, she said, now this thing will keep mosquitoes away. Mm-hmm. And and you don't have to use sprays and all of that stuff. Right. And we were there at Kimball Point, <clears throat> and sure enough, sitting out at night with that mosquito plant sitting at the below the table between Linda and our chairs under the awning, we didn't get a bite. That's great. Colby and uh, Andre, do you know what he's talking about? I, well, you know, I couldn't stand it. I, I inquiring minds want to know, so I found out that it's a scented geranium. Yep. And mm. then on top of that, that it's actually a citronella. Oh, okay. So there you I thought they made citronella in some factory somewhere and put it in the wax and you'd lit the candle and everything, but it actually comes from a plant. Now, right. See? And my third thing on the agenda today, Sonny Driver and I really are curious as to when we're going to name a Rufus plant. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
Well, well we I, just ha- we just haven't decided which one to. <laughs> yeah, we we've got a hot dog and we got a, a road name for me down at Phil's place. <laughs> and I want to know, Frank, have you dipped? It, uh, have you and Sonny uh, dipped a little bit into the the Rufus book? Uh, uh, we so far we've just looked at the pictures. <laughs> Aren't they good? They're good pictures. <laughs> Yeah, I got a couple of good ones that ain't in the book. You want me to share them or just keep them to myself? <laughs> well, we only we only have a minute before news, so you, I guess you better keep them to yourself to be safe. But no, no, I just I, uh, uh, and that store is still there, Buchanan store, and the Buchanans are not in it. They got a Century Farm just down the road. How about that? Yep. How about yeah. and they were selling hanging bags. Bought Linda two flats of flowers, and so our raised bed gardens. A uh, lot of pot, a uh, lot of pots with flowers in yeah. there, and uh, and the hanging baskets, and the 42 drip irrigation system behind the house, and the 26 point uh, drip irrigation out there at the office. They are now running well. So happy Fantastic. spring, happy anniversary to y'all. Thank you, Frank. Thank you. Appreciate it, buddy. Take care. See ya, Bye. Frank Timberlake, our buddy. Here, the WPTF weekend gardener. We have a lot of buddies. A lot of friends on this show. Uh, more of the Weekend Gardener coming up. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF at 1035-919-860-9783. Mike Raley here along with Ann Clapp and Rufus Edmonston and Phil Campbell, owner of Campbell Road Nursery. Andrea Lane is with us, um, Durham County Cooperative Extension Service and uh, soon to be Mitchell County, I guess, <laughs> that's, since that's where I'll you live. I'll keep you posted. Yeah, please do. And uh, Colby Griffin is with us. He's a horticulture extension agent in Franklin County. You know, a black cow is used all over the place and for a lot of good uh, causes. Those plants are growing because, uh, partly because of the mature manure. The warmer planting season is here uh, most, most days. <laughs> it's been a little cold <laughs> yeah. the last couple of days, at least at night. But uh, so be careful what you plant. You may not want to plant those tomatoes right now, but make sure you get your flower and vegetable gardens off to a great start when it does warm up with black cow. Prepare new plant beds with a one and a half inch layer of black cow in the area and then mix it in with the soil about six inches deep. Black cow is natural and organic and it contains nutrients that are released slowly without burning tender roots. Pick up the bright yellow bag and get growing. For more details, check out the website, blackcow.com. That's spelled with a K, blackcow.com. That's K-O-W, blackcow.com. 919-860-9783. Don't forget to feed the birds, too. Our friends at Wild Birds Unlimited at Falls Center in Raleigh and Crescent Common Shopping Center in Cary, giving you a chance to win a no-mess seed cylinder feeder. So register to win by going to the WPTF Facebook page. Prize will be given away on Monday. Go to WPTF's Facebook page, and uh, good luck with that. And, and you, uh, if you're having trouble getting through to it, uh, just, just keep trying. All right. Uh, Barbara is with us from Raleigh. Barbara? Good morning. Good morning. Um, thank you so much for taking my call. Yes, ma'am. How can we help you today? I have a question uh, today about hellebore. 
Oh, well, you've come to the right place. You've got Mr. Hellebore with you. <laughs> um, how can I go about? I've got um, a massive bed of Hellebore, and I've, they're putting out, you know, new plants, et cetera. I, and I'm not sure how, if they're on runners or what. But um, I've always heard that hellebores don't like to be moved or transplanted. No. They don't care about anything care. except propagation. <laughs> and and they, they do by seed, little tiny seeds that okay. be like, about a, like a mustard seed. And they, they can be moved any time of the year. They don't have, as you know, have hardly any diseases. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm like you. I have huge clumps here and there. And I tried to put them in a place where I knew they would spread. And it not bother me because I I love it when they are all in bloom, and I just I love the plant, but now they they can be invasive if you don't have them in the right places. Right. Yes. Well, they'll pop up all over the place. Right. You might not in the right place, but I now want we've got a big yard, and now I want to move some of them to another place. No problem. So, just get you a clump of dirt with them and. Go at it anytime you want to. Yeah. Okay, so I can just dig into the soil. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, they don't seem to like the the real hot afternoon sun, but other than that, Mm -hmm. Colby, do you have... I would caution against moving them, like move them now or in the fall. I mean, they're they're pretty resilient, but our summers are pretty hot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it would be preferable now or the fall, yeah. Sure. Okay. Oh, excellent. I don't have anything to do this afternoon. I'll do that. Well, we'll f- certainly find some things for you to do, Barbara. <laughs> Colby, do you have a bunch of hellebores there at your home? No, I do not. Huh. I actually don't have one, so don't 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 hold that to me. Well, we'll uh, we'll have to get you uh, some of Rufus Roof, yeah, Edmonston's You can, you can have a, a field full. We'll make sure that you get uh, get Sounds at least one, one of Rufus's. So... Uh, I'll, in fact, I'll come to Franklin County and deliver it personally. Uh, will you oh, plant it too? What'd you say, Andrea? I said, will you plant it too for him? I, well, I don't know. He's an extension agent. He might. He might be standing over me, and you know, I don't. I want to make sure it's done right. But yeah, I would. I had a bunch in in, um, in Durham, which I got from a friend as well, and and that's kind of a nice way to get plants did you move any of of those or any of your plants to the mountains uh i i attempted um i moved i I dug up 12 plants and about half of them are still living okay i had them in containers right i moved in december and uh i live at 3600 feet altitude now well, they can't so it's breathe. A different zone. All of the um, all the plants I moved will grow in this zone, but I don't think they like being moved in December. No. Well, the the uh, hellebores are certainly uh, among the easiest to move. So, Barbara, I don't yeah. think you're going to have any problem with that. It doesn't. Well, let's hope not. Yeah. Well, you you call back if you do. You call back and and let us have it. And I'll ask for Rufus. Yeah. Well, by golly, yeah. you asked for Rufus. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> in fact, call call Cheryl and and ask uh, Cheryl if you can speak to Rufus down at his office if it gets that bad. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, I take the blame. <laughs> Just don't plant it in the in the hot sun. Just not twenty lashes on the naked back. <laughs>
Thank you, Barbara. Okay, thank you. Yes, ma'am. Bye. Bye. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Phil. I was going to just say, uh, I think James was the one that called about the Carolina gold. Yeah, the tomato, um, the right. yellow tomato. The yellow one. Well, we're going to, uh, we don't have it growing right now, but I did order a plug tray for you. So we're going to, um, we'll have that in about about four weeks. And that will not be too late, actually. Definitely not. It'll uh, be as, right on time. As Colby was saying earlier in the program, get, get the vegetables in a May garden. Starting yep. uh, the garden, your vegetable yep. garden, Colby, is uh, is a really good time. You don't have to worry about is any any cold problems usually. By right, then. and you know if you know if you were to put out a tomato now versus your neighbor that waits until the first of May, he's going to be probably ahead of you. That's right. That plant you put out now is going to sit there. And That's exactly right. To it, so. And I just saw it's going to be thirty eight degrees on Wednesday morning. That's right. Yep. And I'm going to tell you. When it's 38 degrees, there, we can have frost. And if those tomato plants have come out of a greenhouse, it is going; they are going to go down. So, what about annuals? We've planted uh, annuals. They're going to, they're going to do. I mean, they're not going to do well. You're going to have to hold off too. You're yeah. going to have to be careful. We are not. Yeah. We're telling people the only thing that we will sell them right now is something like petunias, which are very. I mean, they're they can take the cold. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, pansies. Pansies are gone, but, but just take care of your pansies. I mean, the pansies and violas, when I was coming in this morning to the building here, they're just absolutely beautiful in the yeah. beds. Yeah. And I, I mean, why if would they're you planted take correctly. Them? Right, right. Yeah, but why would you want to take those out? I mean, the people, I know the people that plant here keep their pansies deadheaded. They keep them fertilized and um, watered correctly. Right here but, at Highwoods. Um, right at Highwoods, yeah. yes. They're just gorgeous. And so... I don't know why. And snaps are good, gracious. Man, I mean, they're lovely. just beautiful right now. So why would you want to take that up and take a chance on buying your plants twice? And if, you, if you're you know? really good to the snapdragons, they might come back next year. That's right. I mean, we tell people we don't want to sell your vegetable plants to you twice. But I guess some people just want to buy them <laughs> twice. Yeah. Oh, that's that's good. That's just a good over, thing. Just over-anxious. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I understand. It gets sure. up 80 degrees, but... Like Colby said, at night, I mean, the, the soil temperature is not anything like well, that. Right, and, and you've got the big box stores. I, you know, I remember it's been a couple of years, but in February, we had a really warm winter, and it was it was 70 degrees for a couple of weeks in February. And um, they had <laughs> tomato plants out. Right. People wanted to buy tomato plants. Colby, do you have a singer in your family? Do you, I, I, what now? Do you have a singer in your family? I heard somebody uh, singing. Yeah. Oh, um, that that would be a cry, not a sing. Oh, oh no! no I'm not. sorry. Oh. oh, it's crying time. Yeah. I'm going to leave you. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's nothing we can do about that right now. But uh, we yeah. won't we won't keep you much longer. Uh, you know, squirrels can be a big nuisance in the garden. Now, people yep. can be sometime, but uh, the squirrels, <laughs> I'll tell you what we can do about that. You know, they eat flower buds. They, they dig up the plants. They chew on decks and outdoor furniture. They can be really annoying. But to stop a squirrel damage, you've got to try some I Must Garden Squirrel Repellent. I Must Garden Squirrel Repellent is a safe and effective way to keep squirrels from digging and chewing. It contains botanical oils and natural ingredients that squirrels just simply don't like. Available in liquid and granular, I Must Garden Squirrel Repellent 
is effective and easy to use, and it works without the use of harmful toxins or chemicals. You can spray I Must Garden squirrel repellent directly on buds and flowers or sprinkle the I Must Garden granular repellent directly into the soil of your flower pots to prevent digging. And if you want to prevent the uh, squirrels from chewing on trees, spray your trees as soon as they start leaving out. Imos Garden repellents are sold all over the Triangle area, so look for Imos Garden squirrel repellent at your favorite garden center or hardware store, such as Homewood Garden Center in Raleigh, Town and Country Hardware Stores, of course, Campbell Road Nursery and, and Garden Hut and Logan, so carry it too. And while you're there, be sure to check out the other Imos Garden natural repellents like deer, rabbits, moles, voles, snakes, dogs, cats, and more. Protect your garden today with natural pest protection from I Must Garden Repellent. Earth-friendly, people and pet-friendly, and made right here in the Triangle. Well, on the home stretch, coming up here on WPTF, it's 1047. You're listening to one of the longest-running radio shows in the country, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, it's uh, 10.50. Ooh, running out of time here. 919-860-9783. You quickly get in. We've got, uh, we got a couple of people, so we may not be able to take more than a couple. You know, black cow, the mature manure, the warmer planting season on its way. Uh, if, I mean, it's here and kind of here and there at this time of year. But uh, certainly April, you start feeling the warmer temperatures, and you have to be careful what you plant and what you don't. But when you really decide on planting something, black cow should be incorporated into the soil to help things out uh, for your flower or vegetable gardens. Uh, really gets things off to a great start. Prepare new plant beds with a one-and-a-half-inch layer of black cow in the area and then mix it with the soil six inches deep. Black cow is natural, organic. It contains nutrients that are released slowly without burning tender roots and well, you can pick up uh, all the black cow you want at uh, Phil Campbell's or uh, Nelson's, Logan's, all the great garden centers, and uh, many hardware stores around, uh, big box stores. They all sell black cow. That's spelled with a K, K-O-W, and they have a wonderful website. And uh, you can learn about the Weekend Gardener on their, their website there, too. That's uh, uh, blackcow.com, blackcow.com. Carter is in Durham. Carter, good morning. Well, good morning to you. Our librarian friend, I'll bet. Hey, Carter. Yes, I'm, uh, I, I just had a reference query that has, has just come to me, and uh, the, uh, the patron uh, had, had a question concerning uh, coleus, and um, so I, I told her to go to Toby Bost's uh, North Carolina Gardener's Guide, Yes, Toby was a Durham County Extension agent at one time. Yes, 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 and uh, so, um, but um, she said um, that uh, she wanted to grow coleus in one of her planting beds uh, in a pretty sunny area out in the front of in the front of her yard, and uh, she said that she had gone to several nurseries, and that when she had mentioned that she wanted to get coleus, they told her that uh, the coleus uh, would not do well in a sunny spot, particularly here in North Carolina in the summertime. And uh, so uh, I told her, I said, no, I, I think that there is a, a particular variety. I said, I, I'm not, uh, I don't know who has any. And so uh, when I heard that Phil was on the air yeah. this morning, I, 
I oh, thank you. Call and find out. All right. And yeah. Give us a little insight relative to coleus and the sun coleus and the difference. And right. To find them. You okay. called the right place, Carter. Yeah, Q. you did. Yeah. Uh, in the past, there's been a uh, way in the past, like 10 years ago, I guess, and more, there was uh, a colea. There were coleuses like wizards and things like that. And and they called those coleuses, they were, they were most shade coleuses. They were small leaves, and they did um, wilt down in the sun. But uh, now they've come out in the last 8 to 10 years, they've come out with coleus that they do call exactly what you said, sun coleus. And they, um, th- those coleuses do handle, they, ha- they do really well in the sun. In fact, a lot of the landscape people put them in sun beds or sun containers and they grow, um, they grow vigorously, and you can pinch those back to keep them uh, the size that you would like them to be, and they come right back out. I mean, they do really well. There's some lime green. There's some darker colors. Um, yes, and, but now the thing is, I would not sell anybody coleus right now because next Wednesday it will drop its leaves um, if you put coleus out now. So we will not bring coleus out probably till really close to May the 1st. Okay, so, um, but we have plenty. We, <clears throat> excuse me, we probably have about 40 varieties of sun coleus right now. Wow, well, I, I will send people over to Camber Road. Okay. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you, Carter. All right, yeah, uh, thanks thank for you. calling. Have a great day. That's our librarian friend in Durham, Carter Q. Yeah. Mark is in Wake Forest. Mark, good morning. Hey, good morning. Love you guys' show. Listen frequently as I can. Thank Um, you. I have a raised bed that I have um, created that's literally raised off the ground. You can, my dogs hang out underneath in the summertime, so it's literally three feet off the ground. And I wonder what I need to do to prepare. Uh, It's completely empty, it's made of wood. And I had some beetles and bugs in my garden last year that I had one cantaloupe that I got to eat and they feasted on the rest of them. So I want to know if there's anything I can do to avoid that this year. Well, you don't, you don't have any soil in your, your raised bed yet, huh? Not yet. Yeah. Well, you need a good mixture, of course. Colby, you want to take that or Andrea? Uh, well, I mean, you want to, you know, if you have, um, if, I mean, if it's empty, like Rufus said, um, whatever you put in there, you want to be sure you know the source of it. Um, I wouldn't recommend going out, you know, to a field somewhere and just getting field dirt. Um, I mean, if that's your resort, you're definitely going to have to amend it with um, black cow is one option, uh, other forms of compost. Uh, shredded pine bark, you can put some of that in there as well. Um, but you're really going to have to uh, amend it. Um, you know, one mistake people make is just going out outside and just putting you know field dirt in there or just dirt in their yard or soil and that'll get severely compacted and not really provide the environment that you want for a healthy plant right you could use some native soil colby can't you oh yeah, uh, yes 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 not don't pure soil, native soil you know, or right, pure right. topsoil don't don't That's buy right. topsoil yeah i, I think um as a matter of fact i use black cow and topsoil together and then put um uh, peat in it now, peat will hold water right. a lot. <clears throat> the The issue with topsoil is that you don't know where it came from, and That's you might right. be just or what's in someone it. else's weeds. Yeah. Well, and then you may have the tomato problem because if you just use topsoil, that that you're getting, you know, you're bringing right back in what you might have had in the ground 
into your raised bed. Yeah, that's true. So you have to be careful. It's well worth the time to amend soil. Yeah. Does that help, Mark? I'm sorry. Um, Last question on the beetles. Any any suggestions on that? What I can do to the worms, beetles? I mean, can you be? I mean, can you be more specific? I mean, I mean, they were on the cantaloupe. Is that what you said? Yeah, or? they were. Uh, there were some that ate my cantaloupes off, and then there looked like a long-nosed uh, weaver beetle on my tomatoes that that ate them up. Hmm. <laughs> well, um, are you trying to be organic? I always ask folks that because um, it's, it's hard to grow things organic. So, um, yeah, yeah before that, I suggest I'm, something, I'm not that conscious. Uh, okay. I, I wish Seven. Were, right. Not that conscious of. Okay. Well, what I'm going to suggest is a lot of folks don't like to use it anymore, but it's still a great product. You just got to be careful when you use it, and that's Liquid Seven. Yes. Um, it's very. It um, it is not honeybee friendly, uh, so you've just got to be careful as far as blooms and things like that. But um, you know, if you've got a problem with insects in your garden, um, I mean, it's, it's a broad spectrum insecticide, so that's why I say be careful when you spray it. You know, if you see lady beetles and things like that, and try to hold off. Um, right. But if you've got a problem, I always, I do still suggest that because it's still a great product. You just got to be careful with it. Perfect. Thank you very much for your time. All right. Thank mm-hmm. you. Let's go to Willie and Garner real quickly. Willie, we have less than a minute. I don't know if we can get your answer in. What was your question? I'll make it, I'll make it real quick. All right. Um, tulips have come and gone. They bloom for the season, and I have that spindly stem there. Is it okay to cut those back, or does that need to stay there and shrivel away on its own for nutrition for the bowl? Yeah, can we yeah. move? Uh, can we move iris and and you move iris and all of that stuff after after they bloom, essentially. Okay. Iris, daffodils, all of those. Does that help, Willie? Yeah. It does. Okay. You can cut down that. Yeah, you can. But uh, you want you want the stalks. Uh, yeah, you want to get all the sun you can in in there. And that's how they do it. Uh, I want to say uh, hello to uh, Nurse Judy over at Durham Regional. Uh, a friend of mine had an operation, and she listens to The Weekend Gardener. So I'm saying, hey. And, Colby, thank you so much. Andrea, thank you. Yes, we'll sir. be in touch.